What's up, everybody? There we go. Now what's up? <laughs> it wouldn't be a normal episode of the Digital Century Podcast without some technical difficulties. That wasn't, like, too bad, but I could have... Not as bad as the other time. I could have done the timing a bit better on that, but it's all right. I also... I always realize... Never mind. I'm not going to... I always mention it. The camera stuff when we go live. Hi, Dom. Oh, uh, yeah. You're Dom. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm Jeff. Uh, yeah, welcome to episode eight of the Digital Century Podcast. We are live once again on Twitch. Uh, from yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, so things to talk about. Um, first thing I wanted to mention uh, right out of the gate here is that we now have social medias, like actual social medias. So we have a, a Twitter and an Instagram. If you'd like to go follow, you can totally do that. It's up to you. Uh, both of those usernames are uh, Digital Century C, so with a C at the end. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to follow, go ahead. Totally up to you. But today we have a very special episode. It's just a normal episode. I was going to say, uh, what's so special about it? Did the special thing about it, about it, Dom, is the fact that we have lights behind us. We have colored lights behind us. Now you, we do. You have blue. I have red. It's a nice contrasty. It separates us from the background. And I like it. Yeah, I'm taking a look at our feed right now, and I like how we look. That's the thing. I I hate how I look, but thank you. This so, uh, with the the social media stuff out of the way, the first topic that I have on my list of topics uh, is so I finished Doom. I finally played Doom, and I I finished it. It was on sale. It was like Bethesda, um, Bethesda, not Studio. Um, Bethesda, the, the the publishing, Bethesda publishing or whatever that is, um, they they had a big a big sale, and so it had like uh, Wolfenstein and um, Doom, and I think you know, like the Dishonored games, the uh, all of the Bethesda stuff it was all like on a mega sale, so it was mm-hmm. like six dollars for Doom. Can't go wrong with that. I was gonna say, I think that's a steal because I I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I know that I talked about it with you on like. Doom, I know I've heard so many good things about it. Like I've heard overwhelmingly good things about it. But I even at like fifteen dollars, I couldn't justify it for myself. Mm-hmm. But six dollars, now now you're talking to me. Now now I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I told you that I um that I got it. And I I remember when I told you I was like, I like it, but I'm not like in love with in it. In love with it. Yeah. I still sort of stand by that. But near the end, I actually started to like it quite a bit. Mm. It got it got kind of it got better in my opinion near the end. But uh it was it's a good game. Yeah. Did you die a lot? I not a lot. Um so there were a couple of occasions where like I just like my brain just stopped working. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I want to switch. I need to switch to this gun." And I was like, "I know I'm going to keep shooting with my shotgun and it just it didn't work out." You know. Um but for the most part it wasn't too bad. I didn't play on the hardest difficulty though. I played on like the middle of the road, like normal difficulty. Oh, okay. Um I I don't really like I don't play games for a challenge. I just play them to like enjoy the experience of playing them, enjoy the story. So, you know, just play it on, like, normal difficulty. But it was cool. I liked... I actually started going... Freaking in, casual. It, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a, a pro gamer trying to, to do the, you know, all the things. But uh, I started diving into the lore a little bit. Mm. Uh, and it was actually kind of interesting reading about all the different, like, the demons and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you were saying before, it's like you have to really, like, search for the lore if you want it. Because otherwise, it's just a fun shoot everything and listen to to some metal you know yeah basically that's how my friend described it to me when he got me into the game it's like just mindless killing and you know just have fun with it the story's not really there you have to look for it but yeah it's really fun in terms of gameplay what's your favorite gun your favorite weapon shoot man the besides the bfg the what the bfg i haven't played the game in like three years that's uh the 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 one it's got three shots the big green blast kills like everything oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh well i like the shotgun i know i uh, told you about that one chainsaw is pretty good mm. man i can't remember all the weapons mm. i just remember the shot it was pretty fun especially when you like upgrade it to like max or whatever you can do like a lot of damage with it the normal one or the super shotgun the normal one yeah the, the two barrel one or whatever i so i found myself not using 
and maybe this is by design, but I didn't use like the shotgun, the first shotgun you get, uh, the the machine gun or the the first like a little plasma gun you get. Like I didn't use those at all in like the end half of the game. Mm-hmm. Like I I strictly used the chain gun, the super shotgun, and the the gauze cannon. That's basically the only. Oh, and the rocket launcher. I always used the rocket launcher. Yeah. That, that was that was really it. You know, but. It was good. I felt like it got really repetitive at some point. I mean, it, it, you know, the whole point is to shoot demons and that's, you know, kill demons. That's kind of it. So it, it yeah. can get repetitive, but it was still fun. You know, the the later levels, like the last three or four, I felt like were kind of the best because it was just one battle after another. You know, it was like room after room after room after room. But I felt like the first few levels was a lot of walking around, trying to find where which door to go through mm-hmm. you know is a little bit more confusing it's really it picks up when you start going after those nests or when you start finding them in general and the you know the music changes and you know you're in for a fight um like i think like in the medic base specifically that i know that was kind of like the more harder areas for me um i remember there's there's this one part where you are like in this big ring of a room and you have to climb up and then like there's like all these um demons coming after you like all around mm-hmm. um and then i'll see in, in hell or mars if i guess if that's hell no no, no hell is no. a whole different area yeah. right so so you're on mars, mars and then and hell is like you go through a portal to get right to, right right okay so hell there's some specific areas there like when you first come across oh man i forgot the name of it but the really big horned demon like, oh yeah like the bull looking one mm-hmm. um those freaked me out, especially the first one I came across, just because, like, oh, crap. Like, I don't know how to kill you, but I need to dodge you for that sure. That is huge compared to everything else up to that point. Yeah, and then those, like, flying heads. I remember the first one I saw just freaked me out because I, I can't remember if it was the moment where you see it just fly in front of you for the first time. It's like, what the hell is this? Or I remember another point where I just remember turning around and one comes right at me i was like what the hell is this they pop up in the worst times those are probably like my least favorite enemy to fight just because they constantly push towards you Mm -hmm. they shoot like really damaging uh fireballs or whatever yeah and they're they're not the they're not the most difficult thing to kill but they're also not the easiest thing to kill you know yeah i feel like the imps are one of the more harder things to kill just because of how mobile they are they're the imps are just like they're like little mosquitoes little gnats just constantly like withering away at your health and then like moving away and it's just like they're annoying yeah but like they die in one shot to the super shotgun so you know some other freakish ones are the one with the rockets uh, rocket launchers uh or the jetpacks oh yeah those yeah those are just freaky to look at in general Mm -hmm. and then they can do a shit ton of damage if you're not careful I thought, like, when you really look at the demons, they're all, like, really weird. Like, they're all really freaky in their own way. Mm-hmm. Like, the uh, the one with... The other one with cannons, but it's one, like, cannons for an arms. They're really fat ones. Oh, yeah. Like, those are those are weird. It's like, oh, yeah, th- they'll just, like, eat anything, and they have, like, a f- foul odor to them. Like, And then their stomachs are flammable, and it's just, like, that's... They're just really creepy. I don't know. Something about them is... Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's interesting about Doom is is the story. Mm-hmm. It's like there is story there, but it's just like who thought that it was a good idea to open a portal to hell to use that as an energy resource or something like that? Who thought that was a good idea? Brian, that chick did. <laughs> that yeah, and Mr. Robot dude who like you know spo- spoilers I guess for this game. Like I mean, it's th- the game's been out for like three years, almost four years now. It's like- yeah. You know, I want to. Yeah, I guess it's technically a spoiler, but like, uh, what Hayden was that his name? Doctor Hayden? Doctor? Sounds familiar, but I can't. The robot dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he betrays you at the end, and like he's he's a guy, and just who? Who? Why? Why would you want to use hell as a resource? You know, that that just seems like a a a, a no. <laughs> I mean, logical sense. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's stupid. You're you're literally opening hell, uh, you know, hell's gates, and you know, end the world that way. <laughs> yeah, some of the, like some lore that I found creepy. I didn't read all of the lore, but there's like one piece. You know, there's that boss fight with the um, the little worm that goes into the biomech type thing. 
got a shield and always like runs at you and then you kill it and then two more come and you have to fight them both <laughs> no i don't remember but it sounds terrible all right it's so like the lore on that's really like creepy because it's like it's like a, a an exoskeleton like a mech but it's um it's like you know a, bi- a biomech so it's like living but it doesn't actually work until like the little worm dude goes inside of it mm-hmm. and then like the lore goes that um, they were first scouted by the, I think UAC is the military organization that's doing all of this. Um, like it was first scouted by UAC drones, uh, quickly before it was like destroyed. And so like, there's very little info on it because they're like, uh, they're, um, like night, like not knights, but, uh, like defend. I totally forgot the name of them. Ah, they're like defenders, you know, they're like guards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of that lore is really weird. I thought the game kind of ended abruptly too. Major cliffhanger. I knew it was the end of the game the way it was playing out at that point. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing because I wanted more out of the game, but mm-hmm. it's just like it's gonna leave you wanting more for sure. It was it was actually longer than I thought it was gonna be. You know, I was kind of worried. I mean, like, so it, it was sold for sixty dollars, but I was still kind of worried for how much content would actually be there. Yeah, and so it was. Uh, I never tried the multiplayer element. My friend told me that it wasn't worth trying. Right. I didn't try it either, but I heard that when it came out that the multi like the campaign is fantastic, but the multiplayer is not. So yeah. never did. But Doom Eternal's coming out uh, at some point here soon ish, right? Yeah, I'm hoping it's just as good as the as the twenty sixteen game, if not better. You know, you can only hope for the, for the best. But yeah, you know, I really liked the game. I liked kinda like the implied lore that you don't really get to s- read about because i remember like you you find a cave in hell and you find like all these bits and pieces of like viking armor and helmets and shields and things like that i'm like oh wow like it kind of puts in perspective like in this reality like all the different cultures had an idea what hell was because they were exposed to it in one way or another and they literally thought it was hell and sure enough just like brown's other culture just came here at some point or another um, but then yeah, they met their doom basically. <laughs> their doom. A lot of the lore is really cool about the the doom slayer. You know that stuff. I'm really curious of who he is. Like, just that he's like a literally like the doom bringer for that realm, basically. But it's yeah. like, where does he come from? Who is he? Uh, like, I always figured that he's human, but like, from where? Or is he just like? Or is he like an ancestor of humanity where, you know, they had to fight off hell and then, you know, like, did you ever watch um, (laughs) the the Rock Doom movie? No, because I have heard bad things about it. Okay, so in that movie, like, they go on Mars and they excavate, like, all this stuff, right? And they find, like, fossilized remains of this parent and their child and to me the way i remember it was just like that was humanity on mars before they went to earth and to like is the doom slayer that you know like ancient an ancient human and just humanity just forgotten about it you know and he was just dormant you know because uh, you really don't you don't get that that clarity in this game is it in like doom one two or three i don't know i've never played those games but that's my theory of who he is and i would like to learn more about him i wonder if they're gonna explore that more in the next game or if it's just like "Eh." yeah we're just gonna leave it you know i mean it'll be cool just like on one hand, it, it would be it'll leave some mystery to the character, but like always leaving you wanting to know more about him, just because like, excuse me, his basically he was locked away in sleep in this sarcophagus, you know, and then he got woken up, but there was this whole myth behind him in hell, like oh, like he's gonna bring doom to every to all of us. You he's know? essentially like the boogeyman of hell. Yeah, you know, like strapped away in the sarcophagus now in silent suffering you know but like he went on this big conquest to kill the titan and i'm just obsessed with doing the the voice of the 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 little runes that you touch that give you those story details yeah the doom slayer you know what i wonder again if i ever play those games i'll probably get the answer like i wonder if the doom slayer is the same character as doom one and two so that that's what I kind of assumed was that they're basically kind of summing up the whole point of the other 
Doom games, or at least the the ones that matter, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no one talks about three. <laughs> that yeah, that's what I've heard. So, but I don't I don't know. It's I don't know. <laughs> I I probably won't actually ever play the game. Just the way it it's made, uh, like the eight bit, at least the first game. I don't know if I would want to play it like that. You can get them right now on like every platform i think they mm. they just like release doom one two and maybe three as a part of a bundle i think or something like that mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know i i have no plans to play it either i'm just i don't know i have a hard time playing older games like that it's just how i am you know it's like they're they're classics and they were good for their time but when i have other things that i can go to that i enjoy that are a bit more modern that's where i tend to go to you know yeah, I'm on the opposite of that. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I could just contradict myself. When I saw how the original Doom looked, I don't, I'm don't. i not a big fan of that style of gameplay, but I'll go back and play my N64 like any day of the week. Um, but then again, it's a whole, it, it's a whole different platform. I don't know. The, there are some cool things, though, like with the original Doom game and maybe even the second one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just in terms of like, and this goes for like, you, you know castle wolfenstein right mm-hmm. um how like they're they're, they're not three-dimensional games like they're they are 2d games with like, a 3d like skin to them mm-hmm. so what i mean by that is obviously in those games you can only uh you know pan left and right you can't you can't tilt you know you can't look up and down mm. um i don't think you can anyways uh, so if you have, uh, if you're on one level and then you have a ledge and then there's a demon up on that ledge, uh, and you're just shooting forward, but you'll still hit the demon, even though you're not aiming up at them. Interesting. Because technically the entire game is on one plane. It's not actually like multiple levels to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting. There's a video that I watched on it a long time ago, which is where I learned that from, but it's cool. Look it up. I don't know. I Maybe I'll uh, follow us on Twitter and I'll link to it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, good game. It was a good game. Yeah, it, it was worth it was worth the six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth the sixty dollars for me. It was, but looking it was, back, I should have waited. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it, it was it was more than worth the uh, the the money for it. Also, I just realized I'm terrible. I didn't come up with a lot of topics for this episode, so this is we'll see how this goes. All right. Um, so, are you familiar, Dom, with the Epic Games Store? I've heard of it. You know Fortnite? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. Who doesn't know about Fortnite? Exactly. So, uh, Fortnite was created by Epic Games, and it, Epic Games has the Epic Games Store. Uh, you obviously know what Steam is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is essentially, nowadays, a competitor to Steam. Oh. So, the thing with Steam is when you launch a game on Steam, I believe they take... Thirty percent of the revenue. So if your game costs sixty dollars, uh, the the user pays that sixty dollars, and then Steam takes like thirty percent of that. Mm-hmm. The Epic Game Store takes less than that. I don't. I want to say it's like fifteen, but I, I don't believe that number is correct. Point is, it takes a significant uh, less of a percentage from the uh, the publisher. So a lot of people, a lot of publishers are now flocking towards the Epic Game Store to launch their titles. Uh, are you familiar with the Outer Worlds that's coming out? Mm-mm. No. Okay. You know <laughs> you know Fallout New Vegas, right? Okay, it's uh the creators of that are making a game uh, called The Outer Worlds. Oh, okay. Basically. So it's another like open world um player choice RPG type game, right? Mm-hmm. And they're launching it I believe on the Epic Games Store. There's been a lot of outrage about this fact, not just with the Outer Worlds, but with other games too, like Metro Exodus, which I love amazing, like I love a lot. That game was on the Epic Games Store. The Division Two, I believe, was on the Epic Games Store. A lot of these uh, AAA games are now going to the Epic Games Store versus Steam. Does that sound like a problem to you? It's only a problem that I can. Well, it's not affecting the consumer price, is it? No. In, in fact, is it cheaper? So with Metro Exodus, I believe it was, they lowered their price to $50 instead of 60 because they were saving enough money, so they actually lowered the price of their game. Oh. Now, that that's a, a, a special case in terms of them lowering the price, but 
that has happened. So basically, the consumer, the gamer is winning out because it's a cheaper game, theoretically. Not every case, I guess. Um, publisher gets more money. Well, I guess the only problem would be that Steam is losing, will be losing its customers. Uh, uh, but as a consumer, is it a problem for you? <sighs> would you not buy a game because it was on the Epic Games Store? And if so, why? Because then I'm really curious because this conversation is going somewhere else. No, that's fine. It's fine. Well, I guess it, the, the simple answer will be it would be a problem for me because I already have an account through Steam. I have several games through Steam. And like I would hate the same reason why I would hate having multiple streaming services is just that my money would be invested into a whole other platform to get my games from. And I would hate to see the day where Steam you know gets shut down because they're not getting as much uh revenue coming in you know from consumers just because the game developers are going to this other platform to save money on um so are you afraid that you would lose access to your titles that you bought through steam yeah you know is it the end of the world that i would lose them no but i mean a lot of these games you really can't find anywhere else at least you know in the, in the physical sense um, they just don't make the the games that way anymore for, for the most part. Uh, the main the major titles like Doom, obviously it's on Steam, but you can also get it on other platforms, the con- main console games or console platforms you can get them. But all these other games like uh, Star Wars Empire at War, which I was actually playing today, you can probably find it on a CD somewhere, you know, but not brand new. You know, you'd be lucky to find it at, at a local game store. My friend happened to have it uh, back, like, the original copy when it first came out. So a lot of these games are dependent on it being on, on a digital platform. But I, I'm kind of like that old mentality where I'm like, if it, ain't brick, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. You know, I don't want to have to invest money to another area. I'm already happy with what I have. I can't under- understand that. My one, so where I was going was uh, there's like, there's a lot of outrage from people like to where if you go on like Twitter, there's um, people being like, oh, I would be excited for this game if it was coming to Steam or whatever. Or like, oh yeah, like you guys went to Epic Game Store. I'm not buying this game. You just lost a customer because, you know, you, 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 you aren't going on Steam. And I personally feel like that is such a sad thing you know like all you have to do is download another launcher yes you have to put your card info somewhere else so there's definitely that people might not like that you know the financial stake you know whatever yeah but assuming it's safe which as far as i know it is you know then you're really not going to buy a game just because it's not available on your launcher of choice you know what i mean where it's like, if it, it's different. Like, I agree with being, like, outraged if a game is an exclusive to a console, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it sucks when these fantastic games, like, are only available on PlayStation or only available on Xbox. Because if you have one, then you, 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 you're out of luck, you know? And not everyone has $400 to throw around whenever they want to go buy a console, right? right? Like, that barrier to entry to play that game is another $400, you know, plus the price of the game. But on PC, when it comes to launchers, the the only barrier to entry is downloading another launcher. Is it does it make things more cluttered? Yeah, you know, is it kind of annoying to have to go through multiple different places to get you know your games? Sure, but I don't feel like it's as big of a deal as some people are making it out to be. You know, how do you how, how do you well, how do you feel? Because I feel like we, we may actually have different opinions on this. Well, then put, think of it this way. And this is actually an article that I read a co- uh, couple weeks back where this person said, and it goes back to that conversation you and I had about why, for me personally, I always would prefer the hard disk copy of something, not the digital platform, especially for games. Now, Steam, that's the exception to the rule because... It is. I can't give a clear answer why I'm okay with Steam. Um, at least for consoles, I would always prefer to have a disc copy. If the game exists as, as a disc, I will always buy it. Um, but someone put out an article where when it comes to movies, they will never buy a digital movie 
because or from a streaming platform because that platform yes they sold you the movie but they're not the sole publisher of the set title the main company that made the movie owns the rights to it so at any time they can revoke the license to air that on on that platform so for example if you buy a movie off of amazon let's say 15 dollars and you're good right year or two goes by you still have that movie but then at some point let's say disney that that's their movie they can pull it and disney's going to be doing that for their disney plus streaming platform you know they're going to pull out all their stuff so now that movie's gone you wasted 15 dollars, and there's no way for you to get it back so what happens in in this case with steam if what about if those publishers you know of doom and whatnot they're like hey you know what there's this other platform where we can get more of our money back let's just go over here let's revoke this this uh, this license with this company let's just put our market over here what about all those consumers then do is there going to be a way for to transfer that game over to a separate platform so it's funny you mentioned that because there is actually someone doing that oh not, not with steam and epic game store uh, are you familiar with destiny yes okay destiny 2 it's on um <clears throat> it's on uh battle that's blizzard's launcher mm-hmm uh, which is also owned by Activision. Uh, fairly recently, or as in like a few months ago, many, many moons ago, uh, Bungie, the creator of Destiny, split from Activision. So they're now an independent company. So now they're no longer going to be on Battle Battle.net because that's Activision's platform. Mm-hmm. So they're moving to Steam. And they have said that anyone who obviously bought it through Battle.net will have it on steam like they'll just transfer everything over mm-hmm. so I, I don't feel like that would ever happen to where a publisher is going to be like oh all these people already bought this game we're going to go to this other platform and now you don't have it anymore because that would be the end of that publisher that is like a terrible move i feel like it's a little bit different with streaming platforms because like if i paid for netflix i'm not just paying for my disney stuff or even if i am there's a ton of other stuff on there that that 15 that $10 a month is going towards, right? Yeah. It's not just Disney stuff. It, with the game, it's like if you paid specifically for that game, I don't even know if they could legally do that. You know, if they could legally revoke your rights to that game after you already paid for it like that. Maybe they can, but I I I feel like that that's a big no-no, right? I mean, I I totally I want to say that it's 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 a no no. Like they shouldn't do that. You know, they should allow you to transfer over the account to be accessible from another platform. But that's what worries me in this moment. It's just like all those Star Wars games that I have, Age of Empires and whatnot. Like I want those games to be there forever. You know, I don't want to lose them and then having to re- invest my money again. You know, how are they going to determine? You know that this consumer already bought this game because the account was through steam not necessarily through the main publisher um does that make sense yes i feel like they have some sort of record of that though or they would give you there's there's got to be some way they could do it i mean not to mention the game is is downloaded onto your computer like all the files are there it's just you gotta you gotta launch it you know yeah but like there are times where i've noticed where like it literally has to launch steam and it actually requires you to sign into steam i wonder if that's that's basically for the like friends like the online features the you know your friends list your achievements and everything yeah which is another reason why people don't like the epic game store because it doesn't have a lot of that stuff I don't think it really has achievements like trophies. It doesn't have anything like that. Uh, you can have friends, but it doesn't have all of the party features. Like Steam is a much more mature platform and has a lot more features to it. It's been around for a long time. Exactly. And the Epic Games Store is not like that at all. But I'm still under the philosophy of like, if you really want to play a game, like if you're really interested in the Outer Worlds, why would the launcher be the one thing that stops you from buying it? If you really want to play it, like that seems really... I don't see the logic in there because you don't have to pay any money to download the launcher. It's literally just the download. That's it. Maybe it's just the principle of it all. Like what I said earlier. Which I, is, it, I, I don't disagree. I feel like that is why people would do it. I still don't. I still disagree. <laughs> it, it sounds silly. Like I like I was saying earlier, like it's, you know, it the whole mentality, like if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Like why should I have to invest my money into a whole nother thing? You know, 
I, okay, I'll take that back because you said it's it's free. I get that, but it's like okay, so now why do I have to invest my time to do this whole other process again to get this game again? How much time is it though? It's like a minute to download. I don't a minute. I don't want to waste, Jeff. <laughs> time is of the essence. Time is precious. We don't exactly. have time to download multiple launchers. I don't know. I, like, and I can understand it from the point of like, I, you know, it can get kind of annoying to have games and multiple different launchers i mean i'll also say you can have a desktop shortcut that just launches the game so you never have to go into your launcher to to play it (laughs) so you know that kind of takes that argument out but even so i would say i understand that you know having to manage like oh this game is in origin this one's in BattleNet, this one's in steam it's kind of annoying um but at the same time if you buy a game, chances are you're going to play it and play through it like right then and there. Mm-hmm. So in you, you probably only have to deal with that launcher for that like one period of time to play that game you want to play and then that's it. Then well, whatever. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I just I feel like it's I, I don't want to say it's petty that people are upset cuz people can have their opinions. They can have their principles. That's not my place to judge or change, you know. I feel like it's just the principle of it all. I think that's just, you know, people are just going to be set in their ways like me. I'm still going to keep using Steam. I haven't bought a game since Doom, and that's been 3 years now. Um and I'd rather just stick to Steam. I would hate to have to, you know, get the same game twice in a whole different platform. But you're going to have to download Origin to get your uh your Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order there, Dom. Got to got to download Origin for that one. You already have or do you You don't have Battlefront 2 for the the EA Battlefront 2 for PC, do you? Are you talking about the OG Battlefront 2? No, 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 the the EA Battlefront 2. Uh, dude, I had it for the PS4. That's right. Yeah, you didn't have it. And PC. I sold it. You're a sad man, Dom. Dude, I wasn't happy with it. I wasn't. Dude, I already. They be- added Droidicus, Dom. Dude, I wasn't playing multiplayer. They have commando droids now, Dom. They dude. have arc troopers, Dom. Dude, I've, I've, I've caught the up. Republic tanks with that had the lasers on top. Although they don't have the lasers in this game, but the Republic tanks, Dom. They have them. You guys speaking capital to- supremacy, <laughs> Dom. They. <laughs> it's like Galactic Conquest, except kind of not as great, but still pretty good. You know what? If you tell me right now that they have a whole capture the command post game setting, then I'll probably consider buying it again. They do. <laughs> That's Are you serious? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's what capital supremacy is. Oh my god! It's it, okay. I'll tell you about it. Uh, hold on. I'm, so, I'm I'm checking our stream real quick because last time we had some audio sync issues that I didn't know about. So I'm I'm just gonna check. Dom, talk about things. Oh my god. Okay. Um. That was the biggest thing that I hated about Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2, or one of the biggest things was it didn't have the OG feature of, like, capture the command post, you know, like all the six stations, you know, just battle dominance over the field. And I knew, what was it, Battlefield had it? And I'm like, this is basically Battlefront, but, like, World War One, World War Two like, style, you know? Why, why, why couldn't EA's Battlefront have that feature? They had all this, like, Black Ops and Call of Duty aspects to it, but I'm like, bring it back to the OG stuff. Well, Dom, they finally added it back. God damn. So, but like, it's a little bit different, but it they still have command posts. You're still capturing command posts. It's not, um, it's not like the the other game mode that I uh, I forgot the name of Galactic Assault. Maybe it was. I don't know. Whatever. Um, where it's like the the tank going through. It's not like that. And you're trying to stop it, right? Right. So it's, and it's like on Naboo, it, and then there was the ATAT. Yeah. On Hoth. Yeah. So it's not like that. So for one. Capital Supremacy is only in the Clone Wars era right now. So they've been, like, double downing on, like, all of their Clone Wars content. Um, so what it is, is is you start, you know, and I think you both have one command post, or you're, you're obviously right next to a command post, right? Yeah. And then uh, the battle starts, and you, you go and try and capture as many command posts, and then you have the enemies. Uh, tickets essentially that I think they either go down or up or whatever. You know, the more command posts you have, the more points you get per kill, and that's how the game goes on. Right. Once oh, one team either kills enough of the enemy team or gets, I think, gets enough points is how it works. Uh, once team gets enough points, then that team flies up to the enemy team's uh, capital ship, 
you, you don't actually fly. It's just a quick cutscene, and then you you spawn on the the capital ship. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, that team has to try and essentially destroy the ship. So you you go through different segments. Like first, you'll take down, uh, you'll take down the um, the defenses or the shields, and then you'll go and take down the communications, and then you'll take down the reactor or or some some equivalent. You kind of get what I'm, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at this point, the way that the team wins is by completing all those objectives and you know blowing up the ship. What can happen though is that the w- the losing team, the ship that has been invaded, if they kill enough of the te- the enemy team, the battle goes back to the ground and you kind of start all over again. And it's just a constant tug of war uh, mm-hmm. until one team destroys the other team's capital ship. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It, it it is I believe in my like in my opinion it is flawed because the games can last like thirty minutes like they can last a long time because it's just you know uh, one team wins on the ground goes up to the capital ship they lose back to the ground back to the capital ship they lose back to the ground and it's just that same cycle, cycle. but it it's still it's still fun it's still cool you know it's like that that more of that classic uh, conquest style gameplay in a way and then like i said there's a ton of new stuff that they've added they've added general grievous uh obi-wan anakin, kenobi anakin yeah dooku. Uh, uh yeah dooku uh commando droids uh arc troopers droidicas they have now that was like their most recent update then they have the uh the the republic tanks Do you, i don't know if you know which ones i'm talking about the the ones that they're kind of like in an h form or like a u form um in the original battlefront and battlefront 2 they had the laser on the top that like someone else could go on top of oh where the flaps were just right the, the yeah, flaps yeah. on the side yeah, yeah so yeah. They, they added they, that they, they were super op in the first game yeah yeah uh and then also on the uh capital suit no not capital experience capital uh, galactic assault they have Geonosis, which um has an at oh no what's the Oh no! What's the what's the AT? I forgot what it was. the the six legged walker that I completely forgot the name of. It's not ATST, is it's it? It's not ATST. That's the no. Uh, I can't believe I forgot the name of it. It's but, got that though. But it's the one that they feature heavily in the Clone Wars TV series. Right. The yeah. the one that that in the Clone Wars movie crawled up the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that. Um, they have the the staff bikes, uh, and then the the bark speeders. Um, they, they, there's a ton of clone, there's a, a ton of Clone Wars like customization stuff there to customize your your clone with. You can choose between like Phase One and Phase Two clone troopers. Oh. They have uh, like the five hundred first, the two twelve. You're winning <laughs> me over on getting the game back. God damn it! They, they, go look it up, man. Like go look up a video from like the past month of just Battlefront Two and and see. Check it out. It's they, they've added a, a lot of cool stuff. All Clone Wars stuff mainly. I think you got my wife interested because she commented. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she said, "I wish I could play." <laughs> well, babe, if you if you really want to play, then I'll consider buying it for sure. You should get it on PC, Dom, because uh, then we can play. <laughs> oh man, I don't know, man. Like I I would love to play with you, but I know that the easier way for me and my wife to play would be to play on a PS4. Do you already have a PS4? I do. Okay, that's right. You didn't sell your PS4. You sold the game. Right. I sold the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's PS4, cool. We can play it that way. <laughs> I'm not buying a PS4. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're, we're we're too close to the next console generation for me to to pit, buy a PS4. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, but man, dude, like that that because I'll I'll go occasionally like once every couple years and I'll just replay the OG Battlefronts and just play in the campaign mode and just. I don't know. There's just something about that nostalgia in there mm-hmm. that always draws me back to it. Like the way the clones look, like the graphics. I know it's nothing compared to today's standards, but just the way everything looked and the way everything felt, I really, really liked it. And then how you were saying about like the whole uh, capital ship thing, where you know you go into the other person's ship, try to blow it up. Like that's how Battlefront Two was. Like in the campaign mode or just in general, you sabotage their ship, you try to like blow it up your own points, right? In the first team, by default, to get 120, you won. Um, like that was pretty cool. Uh, command post. I always thought that was just the best standard way of just trying to compete in the battlefield. You know, just try rack up as many kills as you could, um, and just try to like hold down certain areas. That's that was like perfect for me. Not so much of just like. Well, I guess, you know, realistically, yeah, you would try to, like, stop a tank from blowing up a building or whatever. 
Uh, but I remember in Battlefront 1 with EA, like on Hoth, it just seemed really one-sided with the Empire. Um, yeah. I, I think that's even in... Or are you talking about Battlefront or Battlefront 2? Battlefront 1 with EA. Yeah. Well, even in, in Battlefront 2 right now, like there are those battles where it's like it, it's pretty heavy to one side. Yeah, they, they had to release an update to make it easier for the mm-hmm. uh, for the Rebel team um, just because of how how uh, challenging it was. Um, but man, yeah, and then that was another thing, you know, the, the lack of Clone Wars content. I did play a little bit of multiplayer and it was fun for what it was, but I was just thinking like, man, like I don't have a lot of time to invest into this to just try to be good. And that's why I was just like, I'm probably just going to sell it because I already beat the story. I already had the update wasn't too blown away by it so i'm not gonna play this again um they 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 have done a good job of updating it since then in terms of multiplayer uh, multiplayer there's been no single player content and i don't think they're gonna add any more which is a shame because they brought on so much hype for that single player content (sighs) i know we've already gone through it so i won't go through it again but i was severely disappointed by the single player uh but yeah a lot of cool clone war stuff new maps new things yeah yeah uh, go go check it out. Do 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 some research. Do some you research. you, you right. and Erica go go do that. And uh, yeah. So Dom, I know you wanted to talk about um, our guilty pleasure movies again. We kind of talked about this on one of the other podcasts that we had a while ago. But what 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 did you want to bring up exactly with that? Did we actually bring it up? Because if we yeah. did, um, then I won't touch it again. I'd rather not. Yeah, I don't want to rehash anything. We had a whole like half hour just talking about what our uh, our guilty pleasure movies are. Do you have a guilty pleasure video game? Now that <laughs> now let's now let's we'll, change we'll, we'll it up. We'll keep on the, the the nerdy video game you know topic here. All right, all right. Um, well, I guess just real quick, since I since we we're bringing it up right now, some guilty pleasure movies of mine, just real quick. Uh, the current Clash of Titans movies with Sam Worthington, I believe his name is, or yeah. uh, uh, Clash of Titans, rather Titans. I just love my, love me some Greek mythology. I wasn't a big fan of Gods of Egypt though. I mean, I liked it, but then didn't like it. Um, those are like part of my top two right now that was I can God think of. Was Gods of Egypt a, a Clash of Titans? What? Do you, have you heard of it? Gods of Egypt? Yeah. Yeah, I heard how terrible it was. It was much worse than Clash of Titans, like far worse. Like okay. it, it was like really cheesy, like in some ways. Uh, but it got a lot of backlash just because it was really whitewashed in terms uh, of the, yeah. you know, the actors of what they right. were portraying. Um but I don't know. It it just it just didn't sit quite right with me. Uh, but Clash of Times, I really really liked it. I never saw the original from the sixties or the seventies. Um, dang it! I know. And then uh, Looney Tunes back in action. That's another one. I know you and I talked about it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this thing can never get tired of that movie. Um, Is that like? A- a bad movie though it isn't but it doesn't get a lot of appreciation like it's totally underrated like i'll watch it about once a year just because like it always puts a smile to my face just like seeing daffy duck and and uh, bugs bunny just going at it you know and then breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. uh steve martin in the movie though like it's kind of cringy to watch him the, the character he's playing but he's known to play those kind of stupid roles anyway um but other than that i really like the movie can't go wrong with Brendan Fraser in it um, and some of the other actors. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always thought of like a guilty pleasure movie as a bad movie. It is like, it, it is culturally or socially has been accepted as this is not a good movie, but you know, you still enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Um, even like going to another Greek mythology route, like uh, the Peter Jackson movies, mm-hmm. like it was supposed to be a trilogy, but it never panned out that way. Uh, and I was really disappointed. Um, and I guess it really stemmed far from the books a little bit, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think what else was there. Mm. Did you have any, like, real quick to mention? I mean, my guilty pleasure movies have been the Transformers movie, the, the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Oh, man. Like, I, I don't know if I would consider that a guilty pleasure movie just because I think in my mind they're a little bit better than what the majority say they are. But I will admit the flaws of like it's really like product placement in your face a lot and it's a lot of action and the the last three movies don't do don't have really good storytelling it's more just the action-packed stuff which is what i like it for i like the 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 robots transforming and the explosions and the the killing things like that's that's what i like the story has always been fairly lackluster and i i like i 
like as of a few months ago, ago and I like watched the the last night or whatever the last one was called, and it was like, ah, it's really bad, you know. Yeah, it's just they don't give a lot of. There's not a lot of breathing room, like yeah. in terms of like how stories like action settle down for a bit, action and settle down. Like it didn't really. Michael Bay did not do that in these movies. Like he did not settle down. It just it it, it suffers from that phobia, not phobia, phobia, but that like the more movies there are, the more they have to up what they did in the last one. And so it just gets so convoluted and terrible by the end of it, you know, but, uh, anyways, guilty pleasure of video games. Yeah. Uh, what you got, you know, let, let me let you answer first since I answered the last one first. I don't know that I have any, I don't like, so back in, back in the day, as in like a few <laughs> years ago, uh, I liked destiny a lot, which I know a lot of people d- didn't really care for it, but I, I still really liked it. Um, and same with Destiny Two. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I really. I feel like there's something in the back of my head where there's like a few games that like, oh, I, I enjoyed this game, but I know that the, the collective internet did not like it. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't, I can't put a finger on it. I don't know. I don't know that I really have any like guilty pleasure video games. Uh, well, I guess we can do a, diff- a different take on it. Um, if not guilty pleasure, maybe a game that like. Maybe you don't play all the time, but you'll never get tired of playing. Like if you, you'll probably spend a year or two not playing it, but then you're like, you know what? Let me play this game for a little bit again. Probably the Dishonored video games, mm. um, just because they're 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 fun. They're just like, yeah. One, there are multiple endings that you can get, you know. But then there's like the challenge of uh, trying to go through the game, not kill anybody, and not get detected, or go through the whole game, you know, not getting detected, or be a psychomaniac and murder everyone and it's so fun it just it feels the combat feels really good everything's really smooth mm-hmm. um in all of the games and also like in every game they've introduced like new abilities uh for different characters and it's just like it's fun playing around with different ways and like different ways of killing people you know it's mm-hmm. it's fun in a video game in a video game <laughs> in a video game in a video game <laughs> And not, what? not, not in real life. It's not. I mean, I wouldn't know, but <laughs> you know, that wasn't. Yeah. Uh, for me, it would be. I, I love me some good RTS games, real time stra- real time strategy games, like classic Age of Empires, um, one and two for me. I tried th- three. I didn't really like it. Um, too modern for for me. Um, and then. Age of, uh, Star Wars uh, Empire at War. I've been playing that for the past couple of days. And Age of Mythology. Um, that's a pure myth uh, RTS where you can play different... Like, e- you can play the, as the Egyptians, Greeks, uh, I'm trying to think what else, Norse mythology. And you can get myth units to fight alongside your human uh, uh, soldiers. And then you can get, like, uh, myth, uh, divine power-ups, like, from the gods. Like, they can you know play a role and all that um i don't know it's just kind of like you do have to think a little bit and for strategy purposes but it's also just like mindless just playing you know you can get i get so absorbed into it like hours can go by and i'm just like what it was like 12 o'clock now it's five. <laughs> oh yeah i know Th- those games are great where it's just like time flies you don't even realize you know and it's like you constantly think about it, like when you're not playing it, you want to go back and play it, you know. Yeah, and then oh man, I I miss uh, Warcraft three, hmm. um, like Frozen Throne, or I think that was the expansion for it. Like it's an old one, and it's not supported by by Windows ten as far as I know. But man, like that one was fun too. I know Zach really likes Warcraft. Yeah, World of Warcraft. This one World of Warcraft, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one was just like purely like the off offline like game, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's what I mean. He likes Warcraft three, the um, top down, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, actually, so I did think of a, a guilty pleasure game. This is years ago. This is like not now. Uh, so back when I actually played Call of Duty more, like just you know because uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. I know, like every a lot of people hated that game. Oh, that's right. I didn't hear a lot of stuff about it in general, but I remember that one was a game. Yeah, it it was a game. Yeah, yes. I remember it was a game. <laughs> uh, it was like the laughing stock of Call of Duty. Like everyone hated it. No one liked it. It was just generally frowned upon. Uh, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. You know, like the campaign was okay from what I remember. I mean, it wasn't great. It was a Call of Duty game. Uh, 
but then the the multiplayer like I, I found it was fun it was it was good for what it was you know i didn't mm-hmm. like absolutely hate it uh speaking of call of duty though real quick before we end do you know anything about modern warfare like the new modern warfare uh no i just remember playing the original like three uh, the one two and three so they're they're rebooting modern warfare i don't know if they're going to do more modern warfare games after this one but the next one in line is just call of duty modern warfare is it when you say a reboot is it like a completely like fresh like take the, of, the, of that series yeah. or is it a continuation of no the it's they're wiping the slate clean uh they're starting over essentially uh-huh. to, to kind of like like the games never happened but it still has like the classic characters so like captain price is the the featured character okay. I, I presume soap will be in there as well uh-huh. um it's so there's I've been hearing a lot of good things about like the multiplayer and everything from this game so mm-hmm. far. Like they they kind of apparently have like redone a lot of the the combat and like the movement and have like changed up the game a little bit, you know. Like I've I've heard some good things about it. I'm almost kind of excited to to see it and to play it. Yeah. You know, apparently the campaign is supposed to be fairly gritty, fairly like uncanny, like not uncanny, but like realistic in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Like just the way that like targets ragdoll and get hit and like you know all of how all that looks it looks really real you know yeah from what i've heard i don't know how true that is we'll see when it comes out but i don't know it's interesting modern warfare was a a good series in the call of duty line you know story-wise at least it was like i remember that third game i was like holy crap like all the stuff that was happening Mm -hmm. the war going to america and all that stuff i was like holy crap like that that it made me feel kind of like what Transformers did, where it's just like the in, the action was intense, and you're like in the heart of it all. And I remember like that one part in in the third game where like the power goes out in the city, and you just see like jets falling and whatnot. That was intense. And um, I remember the second one I played a lot, especially online with my stepbrothers. Um, <laughs> I remember the whole uh, multiplayer net map. Oh shoot. I forgot what it was called, but it was like you could easily like like n- you can blow each other up really easily on this one map. I forgot what it was called, it was like some like construction yard or whatever. Um, oh, I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it it was a very small map. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of fond memories of the Modern Warfare series. Yeah, and you know, I don't really have a problem with them rebooting it. I mean, there wasn't really much else for them to do after the third one. You know, I mean. Spoiler alert, I guess. Everyone died, basically. I don't even remember, but... Uh, yeah, everyone basically died. You know, the the main antagonist was dead. I mean, I don't know where else they would have really gone. So I think it's cool that they're rebooting it. Um, I You know, some classic characters in there. Yeah. You know, like Bryce and whatnot. But I don't know. I, I, I am almost excited just to, to see it. And I might actually buy it. You know, I haven't cared for Call of Duty in years, but this one I'm actually a little intrigued in. I, I was never too big in the Call of Duty line. Like, I remember it was a huge thing in on the PS2 era, you know, with like World War One, World War Two combat. You know, that I think that's where the nostalgia comes from. And then it just went into the whole modern twist with the future installments. Uh, yeah. PS3, PS4. Black Ops was, I feel like, a refresh of the Bla- of the Call of Duty line, um, and it's obviously Modern Warfare. Uh, Black Ops to me was what introduced like the whole Nazi zombie aspect to it, and that's why I really like the games. the The stories I felt really lacked in Black Ops compared to Modern Warfare. Um, and I remember a couple years ago, my friends had to explain to me like none of those series relate to each other; they're their own line produced by other developers under Activision or something like that? Was that... So, or the way that think, Call of Duty saying? goes is before, like in the Black Ops era, it was two companies. It was Infinity Ward, who did the Modern Warfare series, uh-huh. and then Ghosts, and then um, uh, Infinity Ward, and then, totally forgot the other name. I- I'm blanking on it. Um, uh, dang I it, I totally forgot. There's another one. And they did like Black Ops and whatnot. It was, and then that's how they were able to release they, a game like almost every year right, because they, it's two different companies. And then they introduced another one, uh, Sledgehammer Games, and then they did like Advanced Warfare, and then World War Two. They did. Um, oh, I totally blank on the other one. I, I, t- oh, I had just had it, but yeah. So it's now it's like three separate developers that are developing. So they they rotate every every year. Mm-hmm. So. 
So essentially, it's like they each have like three uh, three years to to make a game now. Okay, I mean that would explain why there was basically a new game coming out pretty basically every year. Yeah, um, and because I remember at the time, especially when the PS3 was more, it was at its peak, mm-hmm. was because. I'm like, there's always a new Call of Duty coming out. Like, don't they get tired of this? Like, what the hell, man? I didn't realize it was three developers. I I thought it was the same developer making a new game every year. And at first, I'm like, no, it's different developers. It's the same brand, but the series are separate from each other. They have There's no overarching story between the three of them. It's just whatever, their own separate line. Yeah. Treyarch, that's the, the other company. Yes, Treyarch, yeah. yeah. So Treyarch is the one that does the all the Black Ops games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to go back to, to, to the modern era. I'm, I'm kind of tired of all the future stuff. I, t- I, don't, I never really was like, let's go back to World War II and World War I. You know, like the Battlefield games have been really disappointing lately. Like Battlefield 1, I didn't care for. Battlefield 5, I, I haven't cared for as much either. Like I felt like Battlefield 4 was really fun. You know, like the modern warfare, modern like slightly future warfare is kind of fun. You know. So wait, Advanced Warfare did that didn't get a lot of hype. No, Advanced Warfare got a lot of hype because it was the first game that Sledgehammer Games was putting out w- under Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and it was the first time that they introduced the the exo skeleton, the exo movement. So your double jump. Your, um, they didn't have wall running. I don't think they may have had wall running. I don't know, but I know they had double jump, and then they had like uh, you could like strafe really quickly in any direction, and like that mm-hmm. was that was cool, uh, and it was fun, and people kind of enjoyed it, but it, it was definitely a different style of gameplay. And then it was like, okay, so Advanced Warfare has this advanced movement, and then the next game was Black Ops Three, and that had the advanced movement. And that one had wall running and all that stuff. And then Infinity Ward came out with um, Infinite Warfare, which also had that stuff. And by this point, everyone was just sick and tired of of the the advanced movement, you know. So it's like it, it kind of died out fairly quickly because it just people wanted their boots on the ground gameplay because it was more fun, it was simpler, and it was you know the future just got old really really quick. Mm-hmm. So. But we are almost out of time. We have like two, two, two and a half minutes, Dom. <laughs> what, what do you want to say to the fine folks of the internet before we, we depart? Thanks for tuning in. That was terrible. We're not <laughs> at the end yet, Dom. I got nothing. I, you, you're, you're picking the wrong guy, man. I, uh, <laughs> is there any other guy here? Hello? We need to bring that beach ball with a face on it. I know. We, we need, we need, yeah. That would be great. Just a shot. Of that. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. But, yeah, I think uh, we're almost done here. But, yeah, I'll just kind of reiterate some things I said earlier. Sorry, real quick, a game that just came to mind. I don't know if it was really a guilty pleasure because I never got this far into the series. Resistance. Have you heard of that game? Maybe. It's... <sighs> how, how much time we got left? A minute. And 30 seconds. Just look up Resistance. It's a game that doesn't get a lot of light anymore. If it ever did, I, I don't know. Was I, there any light? There was. There was three games that came out for it. But I feel like it's, it's a first-person shooter that just kind of like got swept under the rug. Um, basically, you fight like these aliens, as but you're like in this World War One style like combat. And you are like kind of like infected, but you don't mutate like everyone else does. And you're, you use the aliens' weapons against them almost. Um, it was a really interesting game when I started playing. I never beat it, but I feel like I got super far into it and I spent a lot of hours on it. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I'll look it up. See, cause I, 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 the name sounds familiar, but I also, I can't, I can't visualize it. I will know? say that you've probably seen a cover for, for resistance one way or another. Probably. But again, it's just a game that I felt like just got swept under the rug. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you, everyone, for watching. We do appreciate it. Um, again, just to reiterate uh, what I said earlier, we do now have a Twitter and Instagram. So uh, if you'd like, the uh, handle is at DigitalCenturyC. Uh, and you can go there to get updates. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are going to be completely separate in terms of the content that they have. So each site is going to be a unique experience. I didn't want to just use it to like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll post something on Instagram and then we'll post it on Twitter too because then I feel like it's redundant and kind of pointless. So... 
but yeah, those are there for you. Thank you all for watching episode eight of the Digital Century Podcast. I have been and still am, as far as I know, Jeff. And this has been Dom. And we will see you next time on the Digital Century Podcast. Good night. <laughs> good night. That's my alarm goes off. All right. We will see you all next time. Have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good day.